G'day folks and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective podcast talking all things, all sports physiotherapy, hospital, challenge cup, round one is in the bag. It's your host, Brendan Sosotel here and tonight uh, for this season we're going to introduce you to a couple of fellas who are going to become regulars on the podcast this year. So joining me for this episode, I've got one of the best looking guys to ever run around in QPR, albeit that he's in new colours this year. John O'Kent, how are we, mate? Hey, saucy after that intro, mate. Feeling myself a little bit, so that's all right. Well, mate, I can <laughs> see here on the, the Zoom call you've got a nice fresh fade for the potty, mate. So um, this is just audio, but, you know, I like the, uh, you know, the, the application. To it, it's good. <laughs> Never know when you get a screen grab, mate. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and a man we've had on podcast before, it is Paulie B, Paul Brown, the man behind Chewy. It's not Samu Karevi, and he's also assistant coach <laughs> over at GPS. How are we, mate? Very good, Saucy. Thanks for the uh, the invitation back. And just on Jono's fresh fade, uh, even though it's a potty, I do like his robe that looks like a full <laughs> chest hairs. Uh, no, it's good to be back and, and link up with Jono again, albeit in uh, different colours. Hey. So Hugh Hapner is still in red. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Skyfleet Mansion. Before we start talking about um, this round coming up, obviously, Jono, mate, as we've mentioned, new colours this year, mate. Uh, you were a Yoku Road tragic for many years, but you're donning new colours this year, mate, over in Tawong. Talk us through, mate, the move to Wests. Oh, jeez, mate, it was, a, um, it was a big one. I uh, had to think it over a fair bit, but um, I just sort of had to make a personal decision and sort of where uh, how, how I wanted my career to look and that, and, yeah, um, wanted to play a bit of fly half, and I sort of didn't see the opportunity at Jeeps because there's a lot of weapons there, so uh, went elsewhere. Very Joe, true, what colour Audi did you go with? The white one or the blue one? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <was> white, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, John mate, I know you've had a very interesting relationship with uh, the Prince of Aspley, Elwood Prince, mate, at the time in Yoku Road, but you didn't escape him, mate. He's followed you over to Sylvan Road. No, <laughs> yeah, I thought I got away from him, and um, lo and behold, I turned up to my first pre-season training, and uh, there he is, the Prince, just staring at me. Acting like you were happy to see each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, father and son combination, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Follow dad over. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, obviously, round one in the bank. It was the first weekend that Club Rugby has been on our new broadcast partner, Stan Sport. Now, before we talk about all the games individually, just overall, boys, how have you enjoyed um, the Stan Sport platform? Obviously, you know, there's mini games, there's highlights, as well as the full match replays, um, and it's all there alongside Super Rugby. So it's great to see. Mate, it is, mate. And I'll tell you what, those minis are a bloody godsend when you're trying to do some some quick... <laughs> Use the games and uh, looking at opposition leading into the next week, but um, no, it's it's good to be able to to have that. And I think the coverage, you know, it's only going to get better. Uh, from all accounts, it was, it was pretty solid. It's probably always going to be a few teething problems, but uh, moving forward, I think um, it's it's only going to you know put the put the game back where it uh, needs to be in front of a lot of viewers. 
Yeah, I reckon it's um, it's Rennot. Oh, sorry, Saucy. No, you're Um, right. I think it's great, mate. You get to feel like you're uh, living that childhood dream, getting people to talk about you while you're playing footy. And, uh, um, yeah, and those minis do help when you need to uh, brush up for a podcast as well. (laughs) What about when you try to brush up for a video session with LW, mate? Uh, no, that doesn't help, mate. <laughs> He's got his own ideas, that bloke. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, guys, we're going to take a look at all the games from round one before we throw forward to round two. So to kick things off, let's have a quick look at Bond v Norse. So in this game, we saw the Bull Sharks starting off the season with a win, getting up 34-21. Paulie, mate, um, there's a few guys in this Bond outfit that, that you know, uh, one of them being Tarsi Tarsi, who played under you at South, mate. Um, big raps on this guy. We reckon he's one of the best recruits coming into the season, but he probably had a bit of a quieter start, mate, in this game um, than what we expected. Yeah, and look, I, I shot him a message and said Bond were probably playing overs, if that's what he's dishing up. Um, <laughs> but... I know Tassi, everybody, you know, around the competition knows the quality of, of the player, uh, both on and off the field and new environment. And it'll probably take a bit of time for him to um, settle in with new uh, combinations. And, and, and I'm I'm sure there'll be plenty of times tr- throughout the season we'll, when we'll be talking about um, the games that he's absolutely just run amok. So uh, I have no doubt he'll get there. Just he was a bit quiet for, for the standards of, of the normal Tassi that we come to, uh, that we've become accustomed to, and you know those standards are pretty high that he sets for himself. So no doubt he'll be looking at that and wanting to improve. And in saying that, we uh, we saw some of the Bond regulars star. So obviously Joey Fidock, um, one oh, of their main mate, <laughs> one of their main attacking weapons. Um, he scored a hat trick. Um, scored an absolute pearler of a of an intercept um, um, from sort of deep within their own half, but. Jono, you were a, a teammate of Joey in uh, Queensland country for NRC, mate, a couple of years ago. You were a big fan of the uh, blonde-haired uh, Gold Coast product, mate. Yeah, the third Hemsworth. He's, um, he, I actually got to room with him at one stage there. That was that was quite a night in Gladstone. But um, he, uh, man, that bloke's, he's a weapon. He's built, his lower half's built so well. He's, he's so stable and so quick. Um, yeah, I've always been jealous of his buns and his blue eyes. So, <laughs> and uh, now obviously there was a lot of chat pre-season about a few of their stars um, going down south. So Ryan Menzies, who's obviously been a mainstay there, either on the wing or in the centres for Bond for a couple of years, he's gone down to Southern Districts. Um, Rian Stowers, who really sort of um, pushed through that starting side of start last year for Bond um, on the wing, he's gone down to Eastwood and Shoot Shield. But, um, you know, Paulie, from afar, mate, it looks like Bond have really managed to, I suppose, cover for those two losses. Obviously, Tarsi coming in, Max Dowd had a really good game and Dion Samuelis with that other wing. But you wouldn't say that it looked like they were missing too much. Well, exactly. And even throwing there, they don't have Mitch Third anymore and, and they kind of just picked up where they left off. Their attack looked pretty fluid. Um, and, and more importantly, their counter-attack ability. So they've always been a team that if you kick poorly or if you make mistakes they um they're pretty quick to make you pay and and the weekend was no different and so you know to have to lose those players and to be able to continue with the same strength that they had the previous season it's probably a testament to the coaching staff 
Very true. Now, obviously, Norton, this one, um, you know, we were speaking about this just before we started the show poorly, but, you know, I suppose the type five at, at Norse has always been a bit of an area of concern. They've always had some really great backs. You like some Nick Chapman, you Connor Chittenden's, Jordy Luke, but they've lacked a bit of quality in that type five. But on the weekend, that was an area of the match where they really sort of stood up to bond and uh, and matched it. Yeah, and I think that, that it's almost proving to be a strength of theirs. I mean, look at that front row, and and it's 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 a pretty, you know, they, they'll probably be a starting front row at whatever club they go to, throwing young Cullen McDonald, who's back from the Brumbies, and um, obviously a relationship there with uh, with Buzz Bacconi, uh probably assisted in that, and 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 then just show, looking at what they did at set piece time in terms from from lineouts and and having a crack through um, to their squad to try through a driving more so. Yeah, it's, it's it's a different kind of um, edge to North, and, and one that would only assist with um, obviously some electric backs that they do have, um, and obviously the young halves as well. Mm. Well, we saw uh, one of the new electric backs, Kyle Foxwell. He scored a great, uh, nearly length of the field try. So he's come over from um, Redcliffe Dolphins, I believe. So it's not a bad mm-hmm. get to get one of the Q Cup guys. But you mentioned the young halves there you. now. <laughs> That's it. Um, you mentioned the young halves, Paulie, obviously. Liam Prendergrass, he's been around the competition for a little while now, but it's sort of been in and out of nine there, depending on what Nick Chapman's doing. Jacob Rideau, um, he's been around that squad for sort of the last two years, but has spent a lot of time injured. Um, mm. Obviously, they're, they're a young halves pairing. And while, you know, they've had some great touches and Prideau, you know, his kicking was on point on the weekend, There's you can still see that there's a little bit of development for those guys there in terms of combinations to come. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to be about time in the seat for those two. The more they play together, uh, the, the more that uh, relationship or partnership is going, to, is going to grow. And, you know, the key for them would be about trying to put together um, good back-to-back performances every week. And it'll be about consistency and narrowing that gap between good performances and bad. So I think they, no doubt that the talent's there. There's just to be about, I guess, putting it together as a halves duo and hopefully, fingers crossed, stay injury-free. Well, overall, I think promising signs from both Bond and North there in their first round match. So let's roll forward to the next game, which saw traditional rivals UQ and brothers go head-to-head. Now, the students got up here 31-19. Paulie, mate, UQ, obviously, they haven't lost a lot of players. They've kept a pretty similar squad while adding a few new fellas. Seems like they picked up where they left off. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and the one thing you've come to respect about UQ footy is they keep things relatively simple. They just execute on those things. And obviously, they have a big emphasis of trying to play quick, trying to play fast. And you see that early in the game when they try to take a lot of quick uh, tap penalties as soon as they have opportunities to keep things up tempo. And it's almost it's a pretty clear ploy. They try to blow teams off the park early and then hang on for the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, I think they've <laughs> well and truly just picked up where they left off. And, uh, John, mate, you've obviously played against this UQ side plenty of times, mate. Um, just how imposing are they, mate, when you always come up against them, like, at uh, the first point of the season? I know from an East point of view, we've always looked at them as sort of like your, your litmus test. It gives you an idea of where you are whenever you play a UQ team. Yeah, mate, like like Paulie said, and we've all said that they're, they're really fast. So, um, if you can keep up with those boys, you, you know where you're at uh, fitness-wise and sort of speed-wise and, um, yeah, like uh, this this weekend just gone, they started really quick and uh, looked like they could have really got away with it. <laughs> um, 
but uh, to brothers' credit, they uh, hung in there and and clawed it back and made it you know made it a good game. No, very much so, mate. You mentioned there the brothers come back. Um, you know they definitely didn't let UQ win that one lightly. A couple of late tries probably blew out that score from more than what it reflected. But um, you know a bit of a, a few changes there for. Um, for, for brothers um, in terms of this year and obviously one new guy they've added, Phoenix Hunt at, at halfback. Paulie, mate, what did you make of his um, first game there at, at nine? Yeah, I thought he presented, presented himself um, pretty well in the butcher stripes. First time um, directing the trips around and obviously he's a, he's a talented kid, so um, that's never the question. It was just about getting opportunity. So uh, seeing him be able to control things and he's only going to get better as, as he gets used to the players around him. And um, and and also, you know, speaking of uh, you guys in the seat, obviously Brendan Gabbard, um, hey. head coach, and uh, we know Gabbard's pretty well. And we definitely know that he would have um, prepared his team for the for the challenge that was, challenge that was ahead. So um, both those gentlemen, I reckon, um, whilst didn't get the result, I think they're only going to get better. Hmm. And I suppose one fellow that's set up a lot for them, in term, including a couple of tries, Hudson Crichton. He's obviously come back after a Reds preseason. Um, he made a lot of half breaks there and created opportunities for guys outside of him. So he's obviously a crucial one there for them um, in the midfield. Yeah. Um, in terms of UQ on the weekend, well, we said that they've kept a lot of squads. They've got a new halves pairing. Um, so you had Finn Hearn, who's a former Reds Academy product, um, he's come out of Nudgee. Um, and then you had um, Lucky Stewart, who's come over from Wests. And um, as we mentioned, the first game together there at 9 and 10. So a very different look for them there, Paulie. Yeah, definitely a new house combination. And they look to have gelled to come together pretty quickly. Um, and off the back of that, you, you know, some forwards that played, that front row that played 80 minutes. Um, obviously, conditioning is no issue <laughs> there at UQ. So they, they definitely... Um, have got all the ingredients needed and that, that young halves pairing will draw a lot of confidence out of that moving forward into the next rounds and and they'll definitely be one to keep an eye on. Now, one area where we saw UQ struggle in the grand final was obviously their scrum up against the East Pack, but on the weekend they were pushing brothers back um, over their own ball, which is impressive to see and definitely much improved there from the likes of um, Hamish Richardson, uh, Josh Nasser at Hooker, and then young Alex Davies there at, uh, at Loosehead. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I pretend to know what the hell happens in scrums, but uh, <laughs> we <laughs> were able to put brothers under uh, some pressure and be able to, you know, get rewarded with some, some penalties and play off the back of that. And then when you have the luxury of bringing on a Sam Wallace off the bench, uh, and, and cause a bit of havoc. Um, geez, you're not in a bad spot, are you? <laughs> now, John, I made uh, Paulie's mentioned Sam Wallace there, mate. Obviously, he's been around the QPR scene for a while. Now, he's a pretty um, serious, physical sort of a fellow, mate. Um, now, I know you while well, you've been playing out in the wider backs, mate. Now, how intimidating is it coming up against him on the other side of a ruck, mate? Yeah, it makes it a bit harder to hide from him now, doesn't it? Um, it'll, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of the <laughs> Sammy Wallace running at me, a lot of other big boys getting at me now. So it'll be, uh, it'll test the old Rocky Boulders out. Uh, we haven't been tested in a while. So uh, it'll be good, mate. I'm, I like to think I'm up for the challenge. So now, Johnny, mate, you're obviously coming up against brothers this weekend, mate. What are you expecting out of the, the brethren, mate, when, uh, when you head over to Crosby Park this weekend? 
Uh, mate, it'll be it'll be hard over there. Always is hard to do brothers at brothers. Um, yeah, I've watched a bit of their game and that, so we're. Um, oh, I think they've got Lawso coming back too, so it'll be be a good little Crichton show in the middle there, and um, yeah, we'll just have to defuse that and hopefully probably use our our big pack to get get around the park and um, get over the top of their boys. Oh, and our fast back line. <laughs> well, we'll get to some of the fellas that you've got coming back uh, into the West lineup this week, mate. Yeah. Uh, well, is there but, a salary cap in uh, club yeah. rugby? <laughs> <laughs> mate, talk to you, mate. Elwee, mate. <laughs> um, now, before we get to some exciting stuff that's going to be happening for West this weekend, let's take a look at GPS versus Souths. Paulie, mate, as an assistant coach, mate, obviously you guys got the win, 29-11. Mate, what do you take out of that first hit out, mate, there at Yoku? Yeah, to be honest, it kind of felt like, um, well, not a trial, but we just hadn't had any footy in a long time. You're checking the the Easter weekend, obviously the rain disruption. So it just, yeah, it felt, um, almost felt like it was (laughs) an unofficial fourth trial and it was quite a stop and start um, affair over at Ashgrove and and all I think both teams probably struggled to get some sort of continuity. There was uh, a lot of penalties uh, blown, and, and it was probably a testament um, to both teams probably not adjusting as quickly to to, to the officiating. Um, but once we um, were able to, uh, I guess, tick a few key boxes um, with our set piece, uh, we're able to hold on to, to some ball and build some pressure. We're able to get some points, and uh, yeah, it was up against a much improved south side um, that's obviously a year older. Uh, plenty of experience off the back of last year. Um, young Theo Free obviously spent some time down at the Rebels. Uh, so it takes a lot of confidence out on that. Um, as well as the, the two, um, Sean and, and Jack Farrell, obviously adding a real starch to that forward pack as well. Yeah, but um, before you came back to Jeeps to coach, you were obviously still working at South, mate. You probably would have seen a lot of these guys come through that cult system over there, mate. Can you see that level of maturity starting to sink into this group now as they enter their sort of second season together in, in Prems? Yeah, and it's it's more, like you said, it's probably about maturity and there's always a lot of confidence um, in that youthful exuberance that's always going to be there. But um, I think now it's a bit more uh, uh, measured and, and a young guy like Francis, uh, the front rower, Super talented kid and scored and, a good um, try. Yeah, he did, and he's and you know he's yeah he's, he's going to be one heck of a player as he continues on that trajectory of of development. And wouldn't be surprised to see him in a professional setup sometime soon. So very true. Um, now, Jono, mate, as a former Galloper, mate, you would have been watching this one with interest, mate. But uh, one of your former back three teammates, mate, Joshy Collins, he was on fire. Yeah, what a man. Um, mate, he's he's a weapon. He's got the fastest little pistons in uh, in Queensland Premier Rugby, mate. Um, so it was, it's ah, I'm really happy to see JC doing well, mate. He's a good kid and um and a great footballer. So yeah, it was lovely watching him turn that bloke inside out. And um, yeah, uh, he's 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 just he's just so fast, mate. Can't can't beat it. Well, what cracks me up about JC? He's like a um. He's like, he's like the Flash, right? Like a superhero that makes <laughs> an optometrist, but then yeah. <laughs> some ridiculous from zero yeah. to one hundred in no time. Go see him at Specsavers at Chermy, fellas. He'll give you a couple of prescriptions, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> well, even before he finishes up poetry stuff, he's working in like childcare, I think, at one of the schools in Ashgrove. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's done it all. <laughs> Just one of the heroes. Western yeah. Suburbs uh, hero, mate. But, um, <laughs> now, one fellow that has been missing from the Gallopers lineup that we saw him back on the weekend, Paulie, Matty Jaquel. How awesome is it to have some uh, some breakdown presence back, mate? I tell you what, he was blowing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was the first game in a while, and I mean, you always know that the quality of of, of the player, the Matty Jaquel, and um, yeah, he, it was definitely much better off for, for the run. And there was times there when I would go up to him and run him a few messages, and you know, give him a water bottle. I'll get it back; it's almost empty. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was to be fair, it was pretty bit of a scorcher. It was stinking hot, yeah. yeah. He definitely got a lot of K's in the legs, old, old Betty G. Hmm. What a man. But I mean, you guys went from in 2018 when you won from having Tom McKibble and Jaquel in that same forward pack to missing both your fetches. So that's obviously yeah. a, a great get to have him come back and just actually, you know, have someone who can act as a pill for a while, also being a great link between the forwards and the backs as well. He's definitely sort of an element of free there that you guys were missing last year. Uh, no, definitely. And and the thing about Matty is, you know, his presence at the breakdown, well, not always good at turnover, but he does his job in slowing that ball down to allow, you know, your defence to get its position to be able to get some line speed. So, uh, no, he's definitely an important cog in that, um, in, in that forward pack, that's for sure. He's Tell you what, I... Yeah, he is. I'll tell you what I like about Matty's game is that um, he's like a bloody rugby league fullback. He just, he just, he'll just pop up. You get through, mate, yeah. and you, you look on the corner and he'll be there. Like, yeah, you see that orange flash and you go, oh, I'll pass the ball there. Then. <laughs> he's all, he always backs up. He's, yeah, he's a weapon. No, some of those highlights from that 2018 season were cracking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Phil, the last game of the round. And this is a result that I don't think any of us would have would have tipped heading in. But Sunnybank getting up over East, 24-17. Paulie, mate, what, what did he take out of this one? Well, mate, to be fair to, to Sunnybank, last last year they were probably close to tipping over a few teams, ourselves included, mm. um, mm. at Jeep. So they were they were due one. And I just think they really won their physical battle up front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like uh, DNA almost the leader for that for that team and and really dominated that, that that physical battle and which went a long way to obviously securing uh, the win for the team so it's definitely good for the competition um to be able to see that result such you know early on and I think that's the key in this competition that some of those results can go either way early on because everyone's pretty much starting from scratch without any momentum leading into things so mm. well Speaking with um, Sione, um, head coach, tonight I went down to Sunnybank to, to have a chat to him. He was just sort of saying that, you know, last year they had a lot of young guys that they had to bring up out of their Colts program, et cetera, yep. to the top side. And they're probably a bit like staffs where they're just better for that, that year where they've been exposed to it now. Um, and as you mentioned, they won that physical battle on the weekend and having knocked off, um, you know, the, the reigning premiers and the Australian club championships in East, um, those guys are just going to have a whole new sense of belief um, for the season ahead, um, which which is a cracking one there. But um, in the backs, um, a couple of guys that uh, that 
Jono, you've played against it a fair few times, mate. Um, Hayden Sargent stepping up from fullback to 10, much like yourself, mate. Um, he had a bit of a cracking game there at fly half. Yeah, yeah, he's looking sharp, mate. He's, well, he's always he's always sharp, so um, good on him for getting his hands on the pill and um, running the boys around and, uh, yeah, looking quite good whilst doing it. Very much so. And another fellow that I know, sioni has got big wraps on, Liam at Namara now. Liam's obviously been around um, Aussie Sevens. He was in the Reds program there for a little bit as well, but he's quite a quiet guy, but um, he's been given the leadership role there as captain at fullback. And um, Paulie, he obviously had a lot to to do in terms of attack and all that sort of stuff this weekend, mate, really led from the front. He did, and he's obviously that typical actions um, type leader. He leads from his action, lets that do the talking, and, and just having that kind of presence, that experience, again, maturity comes into play because he's he's a year older, a year wiser, been around in different uh, programs, uh, whether it's sevens or different or red professional environments, so he knows the demands. Um, and is able to, I guess, give those around him a lot of confidence just by the way he plays. Um, doesn't have to say a lot. It's a body on the line type player, and he doesn't weigh much. But I reckon he punches well above his what, what, what he uh, what he weighs. So, um, and he's only going to get better. I mean, you know, the tone that that sets for the competition is is amazing. And like you said, that that confidence that it gives not only um, Liam but the rest of that team you can't measure that really, can you? Now, Paul, you mentioned, mate, that Sunny Bank, they won that physical battle. Obviously, East's missing the likes of um, Benny Moen, Reese Van Neck, Richie Asiata, Mike Gunn, and we've seen a lot of young guys step up. Um, yep. So your likes of your, your Benny Stoddart, Alex Smith, who by all means played an excellent game, but he's still only a cult. So we're seeing young guys come in. So obviously they'll be better for that experience. But um, Sunny Bank, as we mentioned, run that edge there. But I suppose another area that we saw was a bit of a change. Um, Jack Frampton back to fly half. Now he's no stranger to this jersey. But even last year when Aiden Toa was a fullback and he was a 10, we saw Aiden stepping up into that first receiver role a lot. So he hasn't really played a hell of a lot of first receiver for quite some time now. Paulie, as someone who played in the inside backs during your career, mate, just how important is it developing those combinations and all that sort of stuff? And obviously when it changes, you know, obviously it can take some time there because he wouldn't have played a lot of rugby with, um, you know, him at 10 and Matty Smith at 12 for, you know, quite a quite a bit of time. Yeah, yeah exactly, Sauce. And just a couple of those points. Well, firstly, you spoke about obviously the experience that they've lost and you're never going to be able to replace that. But what it does do, it gives these young guys opportunities to be able to step up and, and you know, create their own legacy in, in that East Jersey. Um, somebody like that um, young Smith who had a blinder and, and is only going to get better for, for the run. And, you know, it's an opportunity he gets, he, he doesn't get if the other guys are still around um, and doesn't get that development. And for, for young uh, Jack Frampton, for him going back into the 10 jersey, um, you know, talent's never been the question. You, you can see he's got electric feet, has all the ability in the world. It's just two great him. individual tries. Well, exactly. And, yeah. and for him, it'll be just about how does he, how does he create a, a bit of a partnership with uh, with your nine and your 12. Um, you know, there's often you talk about spines. In rugby league, they talk about the spine, nine, six, seven, yeah. and one. You know, in rugby, it's, it's like your eight, nine, 10, 12, and you're 15. And, and um, you know, the more opportunity he gets to to play as first receiver, the more comfortable he gets at making decisions and making early calls for, for his team to be able to play off the back of that. 
Very true. Now, obviously, um, one we were going to mention as well that um, it's probably a timely loss for East. You know, they haven't really lost a game in, in quite some time. And, you know, even speaking with Sioni, is like they sort of they battled for that win in, in the Australian Club Championship against Gordon. They came down to a final kick. Um, mm. By all means, they sort of battled through some of their trials as well to get those wins. So, while they've still been winning, they haven't necessarily been putting teams to the sword like we saw them do at the back end of last year. So, you know, this is probably a loss that was sort of in the making. It's coming and, you know, as we mentioned, learning experience for the players and no doubt this weekend when they take on Bond, they'll be better for it. Um, yep. But before we jump forward to round two, obviously the Reds on the weekend, cracking game against the Brumbies, they secured a home final in four weeks' time at Suncorp, which is going to be an absolute belter. But obviously, before then, they've only got one Super Rugby game left against the Force in a fortnight over in Perth, and some guys need some some game time. And for the first time in I don't know how long, we are yeah. seeing 20 blokes from the Red Squad come back to club rugby this weekend. It's going yeah. to be crazy. So to go through the list, Filippo Dalgunu, Keenan Takapulu, who's one of our wider squad players. He's a Westport as well. Moses Sarovi, Isaac Hendry, Ila Joasesi, all going back to Wests. So, <laughs> Jono, lucky to keep your spot this week, mate. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do they um, all have Aldis as well, Jono, or just, just you? No, nah, no, nah, just me. No. <laughs> Marquee. <laughs> um, for UQ, Kalani Thomas. Sammy Wallace, Mac Greeley, Josh Nasser. Um, obviously, most of those guys played last week without the likes, without Kalani, but, you know, Kalani killing it in Super Rugby from his few games off the bench and came into that Brumbies game at a crucial time, which, you know, great confidence from the coaches in, in the young half there. So excited to see mm. what he can do um, in the Red Heavies jersey this weekend. Um, big Dane Zander playing for Norths. Planet to a Lima coming back for Jeeps. A good bit of a abrasive lock there for you guys in the forward pack. Paulie, the East, Richie Asiata, Sarah Uru, and the big one, Liam Wright. I don't think Wrongers has pulled on an East since the 2019 final series. Maybe even the 2018 Jeez. final series. It's been a while. So that's going to be a massive one. Um, he's, he loves the he's Tigers. excited, mate. Mate, I'm excited. Um <laughs> We're going to see both Crichton boys, Lawson and Hudson, playing for Brothers alongside Harry Hoopert um, and Big Fluky, um, who, once again, great second half there on the weekend, scoring a real crucial try for the Reds as well. So yeah, excited to you. see him back for, for Brothers in the back line. And then for Bond, Alex Murphy, Zane Dongor and the Big Blith. Um, really top, <laughs> solid, massive inclusions there for the type five. So, fellas, if you see, you listen to that list... And it probably changes what we might think in terms of predictions for this round. But, um, you know, Jono, for you, mate, uh, slide up a fly half with some of these fellas come back to West, mate. Um, you just got to give the ball out wide, don't you, mate? Easy game for you. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be servicing, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, just tipping it on, letting the boys do their thing. Uh, yeah, oh, mate, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, catching balls off Mo and passing them to like, Zaki and Lysa and Buddy Lipo, so... Uh, yeah, I am, I'm excited. No, mate, going to be a cracking game there at Crosby Park, mate, and obviously lining up against some quality as well, as you mentioned, Lawson Crichton coming back, etc. So, 
Um, that's going to be a good matchup. Um, Paulie, Jeeps v. Norths. Um, mate, obviously, probably a slightly, uh, there's, there's less players coming back in that, mate. Obviously, Xander really adds a lot to that type five for Norths, mate. And Twain has been probably one of Jeeps' unsung heroes over the last few seasons, mate. Well, exactly. And, and having um, Big T back is, you know, he's just he's just one of those real quiet natured but when he crosses that white line he's just looking to run through blokes and, and put some shots on so um, it's good to see him or well, actually both of them really to get some minutes um, and, and this weekend you know the old northern derby so it'll be good to, to get over to north and, and and see how that all unfolds and it should be a good game I mean they, they got some exciting guys in the backs and, and they've obviously shown that they can more than compete up front. So um, it'll be a good test and, and looking forward to a scrum battle. That's all Freddie wants to do. Freddie Burke just wants to scrum. Well, every time, just scrum. <laughs> yeah. In his 101 match. How, yeah. how was his, his celebration through his 100th on the weekend, mate? Obviously, great set yeah. for not just uh, Jeeps, but QPR, mate. He's a legend. Everybody, yeah, everybody needs a Freddie Burke at their club. Um, he, he epitomises what uh, club... Club rugby is um, in this country, and he's obviously um, jeeps through and through, and and, and everybody recognises that. And everything he does is, is about the team, and he really cares about um, not only the team but the club. Uh, and I, I've often seen him down there on a Friday night coaching an under eights, under nines, under tens. So he offers up his time uh, willingly, and um, you know he just loves. I've never I've never seen a bloke or met a bloke that just loves like a facet of the game as much as he loves fun. <laughs> he could talk about that, like how people talk about cars and engines, like this guy talks about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I could vouch for that. Like, Freddie, just get us the ball. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all we want. <laughs> yeah. Very true. All right, well, boys, we'll roll through the four matches for round two and we'll get you predictions. So we'll kick things off with uh, with John O'Zane. It's going to be Brothers of the West at Crosby Park. John, no secret who you're tipping here, mate. Yeah, we are. Uh, we'll do them by doing by fourteen. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yep. So it's brothers versus the Queensland West. Um, yeah. <laughs> Queensland, oh, Fiji, and West. Sorry, sorry. Um, uh, yeah. Look, jeez, uh, you throw in those inclusions. Um, I'll go, I'll go for the upset. I'll go for the butcher stripes. Eh? I'll back, I'll back uh, Brendan Gabby. Yeah, maybe, uh, oh, yeah, I'll back Gabsy. Good on you. Uh, bro- brothers by three. Hey, the last game between you guys only went down to the wire. Um, not that you were playing yeah. it that much, I know, but a Rose Cyphaloic uh, penalty. It was a conversion at the very end. It was a conversion. I saw that, actually. The boys yeah, showed me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big, he popped uh, it over. Camilo Guido coming up from third grade to get involved in the last try. Um, yeah, right. All right. Second game, Bond v East. Obviously, East bringing in some big guns for this one. Um, Uru and Wright going to cause uh, havoc in the back row, and Richie at, at uh, probably packed out a tight head, which is good. And obviously, Bond adding some some strength to their tight five as well. Um, Jono, what are you thinking for this one? That's a tough one, mate. Um, is it at East, sorry? It's down at the canal, mate, down at Bond. It's at the canal. Oh, okay. That's a tough travel. Um, uh, I think East will do them. They'll keep it, they'll keep it tight and they'll do them through the guts. 
Um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. Like uh, Bond, Bond just plays such a good brand of footy. Um, it'll be nice and exciting to watch. And then, um, but I think East will uh, muscle it and uh, ten, do them by ten. Heard it here first. <laughs> Paul, um, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, look, I, I think with those inclusions, um, both uh, both Murphy and uh, Zonga playing, as well as um, and Blythe. Oh, right? true. Yeah, so I think from their forward perspective, if they're able to cancel out um, mm. the inclusions of, of there, I think I think Bond might edge him with a bit of um, bit of firepower um, in the back line. Obviously, but for me, having um, Rongers as well as Seru Uru, I like how Sean Maloney says Uru. Uru. <laughs> I think... Um, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting battle, but I, but I do think um, Bond might get Bond this one. Bond. Yeah. Built some good momentum last week. It'll be a big task for for East to go top one down there. It'll be interesting to see. All right, as you mentioned, an all-side uh, battle between uh, the Eagles and the Gallopers over at Hugh Courtney Oval. Um, Paulie, mate, um, you know, most people will look at this match and think Jeeps have got this one in the bag, mate. But it's always been a pretty tight clash between these two teams, hasn't it? Mate, it is. It, it always it, it'll prove to be again this weekend. And um, I think um, yeah, there's something about these clashes where Norse just just rise to the occasion, and this weekend will be no different. And uh, it will be another tough assignment for the boys to be able to yeah uh, to get the win. But for us, it's probably just about performance. Um, so if we're able to perform close to what we're able to do, then we should see the, the outcome that we're after. But, um, yeah, the task won't be easy, that's for sure. Yeah, John mate, are you going to go against your old club, mate, or are you going to back him in in this one, mate? No, nah, no, I'll back him. Um, we, uh, no longer we, but uh, in the past, we haven't uh, generally brought our best footy to Norse. Um so I think it, I think it will be a closer one than people are you know people might prophesize, but um, I think they will win. Uh, and yeah, if the boys yeah, the boys do their job as Paulie said and uh, play some decent footy, they'll 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 take that one from Morse, unfortunately. Very true. Now South BUQ. Now interesting storyline in this one, obviously. Kalani Thomas at South last year at Colts didn't manage to get on in Prem grade. He'll be making his senior Prem grade debut against his former club yeah, in this one. Nice. Uh, Paulie, mate, uh, while, while that's an interesting storyline, as we mentioned, mate, uh, UQ's probably got a lot of class coming back for this one against this young South outfit. It'll be a tough to ask for the Magpies. Yeah, it will be a tough assignment. Um, no doubt they'll, they'll they'll give it a decent crack, the young the young Magpies, but there's just too much um, just be too much firepower in that, that UQ side. Um, there is a lot of firepower there without um, some of these Reds boys returning, and and it's it's funny you just mentioned that it will be Kalani Thomas's um, yeah, debut in Premier Rugby. <laughs> Seems strange <laughs> talking about that when he's already played Super. Um, yeah, so <laughs> doesn't happen very often. No, 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 it doesn't. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think the red heavies will be um, will take this one. John, no, mate, any thoughts? Uh, much to say, mate. The UQ good team. So, 
yeah, good luck to Souths. That they are. Well, it's at Chipsy Wood, so the South boys got home ground advantage. Yeah, so they might we'll turn up. See if uh, they can cause an upset. All right. Well, gents, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thanks very much for joining me this evening. Appreciate it, Sauce. Um, have enjoyed it and looking forward to obviously the weekend ahead. No, thanks for having me on, Saucy. Thanks for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. Must must be a bit light on, eh? That's why you got me in. Oh, I just wanted the uh, the marquee player <laughs> on that. <laughs> We got to we got to make you earn you know your top top dollars for being the uh, the marquee signing over at West, mate. I'll um I'll do it I'll do it in the um Audi next one, eh? <laughs> Give you guys a tour. <laughs> oh, oh must be nice, eh? Oh, the rest <laughs> of the we're just battlers out here. Better <laughs> uh, oh, that, Dave. <laughs> talk to Herbie, mate. Talk to Herbie. Uh, all right boys well thanks again for coming on remember folks all sports physiotherapy hospital shines cup you can catch it live and ad free on stand sport head online register you get yourself a free seven day trial right now which will let you check out this weekend's matches without having to pay but trust us you'll love it you can get your club rugby your super rugby australia the nz comp Japanese top league, it's all there. So there's plenty of rugby to see on stand. So sign up and get involved. Until next time, gents, thank you very much. You love it. Thank you, boys.